everybody it is the final week of the wfmu marathon 2018 and this is the second and final simpsons time through the debigulator podcast of the same my name is amanda nazario your host and i'm here with sasha jones of paid by the tear Hello, hello. Yay! Thank you for coming back. Talking Two in to a you. row. I feel, I mean, I feel like such a, I'm being treated to something, you know. <laughs> well, we are being treated uh, to you, to your presence and your uh, always trenchant insights about Simpsons. Yay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to remind you all that uh, there is a premium for this podcast. There sure is. It is called Radio Bart. Um, and uh, it features, I think it's 46 tracks. Wow. Of, um, That's massive. Of shitpost audio, including what you just heard the uh, crazy Steamed Hams remix, um, which actually comes, the music from that comes from a video game, which I was not familiar with. But I'm not either. Okay. We might need to consult <laughs> elsewhere for that. <laughs> it's called Kirby's Gourmet Race. And oh. I mean, there's like all these different consoles that I don't know and uh, probably never will know. Um, it's it's not for me, but I can still enjoy the chip tunes. Oh, yeah. That come from the video games like very much. Um so anyway, there's that. There are remixes of other beloved Simpsons moments. There uh, are many other remixes of Steamed Hams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we all know how important that is in, uh, in the memeing canon. Um, but it is not all Steamed Hams. <laughs> there are other things, too. Can you imagine? 46 steamed ham. I mean, there are 46 <laughs> steamed hams I'm ones sure. out there. Maybe I should yeah. make a bonus disc oh for people gosh. who like pledge even more. Uh-huh. It's just steamed hams. No, people would kill me. Um, <laughs> too much. It's too much. But no, there is. There's like uh, a shitty flute version of classical gas, which is good. Um, and that's just, I'm not going to give away anything else that's right. on it. Um, but I, I hope that you like it if you do choose to pledge $75 or more to this program. Um, And really any amount that you would like to pledge to this program is way, way, way appreciated by me. Um, Your humble 
podcaster who doesn't even do a live show anymore. Oh, um, yeah. So it's St. Patrick's Day. It's St. Patrick's Day is coming up. It's not now, but it is going to be very soon. It's in the pipelines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought that it would be fun for us to talk about the Simpsons and drinking um, because, you know, we don't pretend that St. Patrick's Day is really about anything other than drinking. Right. <laughs> um, it's, if you're Irish or not, especially if you are Irish, I think you celebrate it by drinking. Um, and I, you know, there are very, very few Simpsons episodes that don't deal with drinking. It's kind of like, where do you not find it in The Simpsons? Right. Um, but there are definitely ones that deal explicitly with it and, you know, have it as the, the whole crux of the episode. Uh-huh. Or sometimes like the impetus for a big thing that happens. Yeah, right. Homer gets too drunk and does something bad or does something good. And then that's kind of the thing that right. starts the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ones that uh, are, comp- you know, that have drinking as a forward theme um, that I love are the uh, prohibition of course episode speaking of St. Patrick's Banner. Day yeah, yeah I mean that one is it's so great I mean yeah the the St. Patrick's Day uh, set piece in the beginning is pretty amazing um, I love the way it looks with everyone in green oh like, yeah it's just so interesting to see an entirely greened Springfield it's kind of an unusual color palette it's not there very often yeah I know and for that reason I always think that it's an early episode I always think it's from season yeah. four or so but it's not uh-huh um, yeah, so there's that one. Um, going bowling, not back avenge death. <laughs> My favorite line from that. Um, there is, uh, Duffless, of course. Duffless, yes. And, I mean, we all love Duffless. Duffless was voted the number one most liked episode oh wow yeah ba- it was a long time ago it was back in like 1998 or right. so right but... although I wonder how much might have changed since then <laughs> right yeah I wonder who I, I think a lot of people love um a millhouse divide oh true now. yeah and I think yeah back then it was still too new mm-hmm. um but a lot a lot of people a lot of you know OG fans love Duffless and I am among them mm-hmm. um I think one, uh, I think maybe one of the first focal mm-hmm. drinking moments is actually kind of funny because it's Marge who gets drunk in season one at the company That's picnic. That's right, yeah. And a, a funny thing I noticed when I was kind of going back and rewatching some things is in the first couple seasons, Marge more than one time refers to alcohol as alcohol, <laughs> which is this kind of funny affect that she loses later. Um. <laughs> That's, it's so Marge. It's so like the 90s cliche of a 70s mom to exactly. say alcohol. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it kind of, you know, as as the seasons progress, like the, the kind of things that denote Marge's wholesomeness kind of become more subtle. Like, you know, like when the FBI come to the door and she's like, I'm so sorry I stole the pen. You know, it's like, <laughs> it becomes more like that as opposed to things that are very like kind of obvious, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alcohol, yeah. And um, having sex fantasies about the, um, Steve Austin, you know, people like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'm thinking also about the, 
<laughs> Since you mentioned Marge getting drunk, uh-huh. I love when uh, she has the Long Island iced tea. Oh yeah, <laughs> and goes has to go up on stage with the Mentalist. That's uh-huh. so funny. Um, I just love how funny she is after she drinks an entire Long Island iced oh, tea. Oh my gosh, yeah, and the way she moves, like <laughs> yeah, right, she's like sort of swaying. Uh huh. Actually, and Bart sways the exact same way. He does <laughs> in uh, the Prohibition show. Yeah, which I remember reading that. Um, the the way that Bart gets drunk, they they decided that it had to be the funnel because it had to be kind of an accident. Otherwise, they felt like it was maybe actually kind of too far. That's right. Yeah, that it, so. would, it would be not cool. And that wasn't even a censor note. Like they just the they made their own choice. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, Bart Bart doesn't really want to drink. Like, why would he want to do something as boring as that? Right. You know, when he can just. Like, there's one other moment when he's like, hey, Homer, can I try your beer? But it's more just like him, like, you know, it's like him trying any route of, you know, ways to annoy Homer as opposed to, like, I really want to try the beer. You yeah, know? right, right. He doesn't have a drinking problem at this stage in his life. Right. Um, oh, yeah, I had t- totally forgotten about that season one company it's picnic. because there's a lot of, like, kind of flipped identities and, like, you know, Lisa is much more similar to Bart and not really, like the opposite in any That's way. That's right, yeah. And Homer's really into impressing Burns, too. And he pawns the TV, which is a choice that later Homer would Oh, my God, never no, make. never, ever. Yeah. They're just still working things out back in season one. Yeah. But that whole song, you know, the Hey Brother, Pour the Wine, like that, that's so bizarre. That's so, like, season one strange. It is, yeah. yeah. Um. Which is always interesting when that shows up later on, you know? Yeah, I know. And it's actually kind of funny because in season two, there's a there's an episode that has a very similar narrative, but it's when Homer gets drunk at the party at their house. And so he's the one who's embarrassed everyone. And then they go to marriage therapy. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and he looks so gross. Oh, my God. There. Yeah. I mean, he whatever, ogling Maude and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, just to that. The way his face looks is just very grotesque and strange. Um, And Marge being like, you've not just crossed the line, you've thrown up on it. Yep. Very awesome line. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a whole, over the course of the show, all these moments where it's like, what is too far for Homer, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think he has to go further and further over the course of the series (laughs) for her to actually, you know, think that they're in trouble. Yeah. And then it's funny, you know, obviously other characters have different lines that are either much more extreme or much less extreme. Like when Ned, you know, calls somebody a boring old biddy and that's right. obviously that's Ned's line, you know, <laughs> or or in Viva Ned Flanders, his line expands as well. <laughs> right. That's true. But it, it all happened because of one white wine spritzer. Right. Like it's, he's a very cheap date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I very much have memes on the brain right now because of <laughs> my wonderful premium radio Bart, which you can obtain for a pledge of $75 or more. Um, but there was <laughs> there was one that was not uh, safe for work that I decided not to include. Um, you know, in Boy Scouts in the Hood, when uh, Ned says, Pussy Willow... Oh, like yeah. You've attained the rank of Pussy Willow. Somebody isolated, oh, wow. you know, him saying the first part of that uh-huh. um, and just uh, cut that in to every time he says a sentence. Oh, my that. gosh. Um, and <laughs> which is so great. Um, and I think you can probably if you are 
a very diligent sleuth find that on on a shit posting site um but the way the brilliant shit poster chose to end that video was of <laughs> a still of ned in bed with his uh nightcap on uh-huh like just after having said that Ann Landers is a boring old bitty, you know, so he's like the drunkest that you ever see, Ned. Right. <laughs> after, you know, just saying pussy over and over again. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, good times. Ooh. Good times. Um, One kind of mid period Simpsons uh, episode that deals with drinking is. Um, when Barney sobers up, I actually can't yeah. remember. Um, season. The Days of Wine and Dozes. Yeah. Yep. Season 10, maybe? I want to say season 10, yeah. Yeah. Maybe 11. It's it's right around there when, mm-hmm. like, everyone thinks that the show went way downhill but very far all at once. Um, very interesting. I mean, I think fans uh, more don't like it than like it. Uh-huh. Um, but it was a... It was a very interesting departure like they kept Barney sober right after that which um, is interesting because I know a few episodes ago you talked about um oh wow I'm losing the name I'm looking for but um Smithers coming out and you were talking about how the writers weren't sure if they wanted to do it because it would maybe make him less funny and I think people said the same thing about, about Barney, Barney in yep. the writer's room they were like oh it's gonna make his character completely you know and I understand that, but I kind of feel like if you're writing a show over so many decades, you're going to have to move with the cheese a little right? bit. And that's, you know, The Simpsons, it's not just like this reset every time thing. It's like certain things do kind of travel throughout the show. And yep. so yep. that's part of what makes it a show that you can watch for 30 years as opposed to a show that you might get tired of after, you know. Yeah, exactly. You're... Um, just hanging out watching every Simpsons ever on FXX uh, and being like, oh, this must be one of the, you know, season 14 ones because I can see that Barney is sober here. Right. With his because hair the combed. hair. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, I thought I thought that that was a very uh, bold, interesting, uh, risk taking choice to make mm-hmm. Barney sober. He does, of course, fall off the wagon. Right. Um, just the way like Kirk and Luann get married again, you know, like they're. Yeah. And even I mean, at the end of that episode, when you see that Mo is behind the espresso stand, like is the coffee alcoholic or is it just that he's thrilled that he still has Barney as his customer? <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard to tell because like the way he's drinking the coffee is like, yeah, that's a thing. Sometimes when you quit drinking alcohol, you get addicted to caffeine. But the way he's drinking the coffee almost implies that it's spiked. Yeah, that's so right. His that's sobriety right. would be a little bit of a sham in that case. I always took it as kind of a commentary on how uh, someone who's addicted to something, they can reform themselves of that thing, but then they're going to be addicted to something Replacing else. Replacing it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, which I is guess, sort of open to interpretation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, of course, I mean, Barney is so funny as drunk Barney, even, you know, in the film festival episode where he uh, comments on his own alcoholism and it's this beautiful, poetic, extremely right. sad thing. Um, that is also very funny. Um, 
why is it it's like funny and sad at the same time like it really is sad yeah I was kind of thinking about it because you know I didn't really grow up in a big drinking household because my mom stopped drinking when I was like six um so the Simpsons was actually like a big source of my exposure to to beer as an appealing thing actually um (laughs) I mean not in a way that ever went too badly but I was thinking about but then you know a lot of the jokes about drinking are actually pretty dark um and you know not like you know, peeling back the curtain a little bit. Yes, that's But I true. think then there's this net impact overall that I think ends up being funny nonetheless. And I don't know, I've been reading a lot of Naomi Klein recently and like her kind of theories of branding is like it doesn't always matter actually what the product is as much as the frequency and the way it's wielded. And so I think like right. as much as The Simpsons is super honest about drinking in a lot of ways and like the kind of bad you know, underside of the facade or whatnot, just like the net impact is like those beautiful foamy beers and how they facilitate all of these like, I don't know, very humorous moments and sweet, beautiful drunk talk. Right. Um, no, it's true. And I I will say also that I'm, I was influenced by Homer's love for beer, you know, and the romanticism of beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of drinking in The Simpsons, you know. I was 12 when it started. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was... We used to quote Homer in college, like, all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, just uh, the uh, dough money I need for beer. Ray, <laughs> the guy who sells me beer. Which I think doesn't come from The Simpsons originally, because I heard it once on Prairie Home Companion, oh. which I was like appalled when I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we would sing that. We would sing, you know, I had some, I drank some very good beer. Um, we uh-huh. would say to alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems, right. which I think is, um, that quote is the reason why I wanted to have drinking as a topic today, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just because that goes back to what you're saying. I mean, the reason why drinking is romanticized on The Simpsons is the same reason why, like, stealing is romanticized on The right. Simpsons. You know, it's a part of human nature. It's an, it's part of the dark underbelly of human nature. And, you know, it happens all the time. Um, and it, it would be dumb not to comment upon it. Yeah. yeah. And I think The Simpsons also, I mean, a lot of their understanding of humor and how to wield it, you know, bringing in all of these kind of current moment things. I mean, very concerned with advertising, like, you know, they use it all the time playing on real ads and then their own ones that they make up. And so I think that's a big part of it, too, Mm -hmm. like having a real understanding of of how advertising plays into those like natural human things. It's true. Yeah. I mean, The Simpsons is very much a... uh, collage and remixing of everything that the writers used to see on TV when they were growing up, you know, and so it was right. like jingles and ads and billboards and and um, the way people respond to ads. And the way people respond to them, yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. One of which is it's neither here nor there, but in the um the X Files episode where you have the frogs and they're like, Bud, why? Is oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> even little things like that that you know even as a kid were like part of my lexicon in a, you know I used to collect beer bottle caps when I was 
around that age. Uh-huh. And That's cute. Yeah, I mean, but except my backpack smelled like beer, which I think <laughs> more than one teacher commented upon. Oh, no. But, you know, these like these images and the icons and the different like, you know, aesthetics of each ad, which already were part of my kind of, I don't know, my landscape in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I got those jokes, you know. <laughs> right, well, because kids are trained to drink beer because they're trained to drink soda I mean it's the exact same type of marketing which is funny because um Duff Zero is the non-alcoholic one right yeah and um in the 18th amendment episode yeah my parents would always have (laughs) O'Doul's which I remember trying at some point and then being like but if there's no uh side effect to this I don't want to have a reason to drink it yeah um yeah what are all the different oh, kinds so of duff let's name fud fud um raspberry duff lady mm. duff oh which really anticipated lady chips or whatever oh <laughs> just right happened. my god yeah um doof with the umla. right right doof <laughs> <laughs> which is not real it's just mo's invention to try and get him to think he's drinking something different and then what it's red tick beer red tick beer yep needs more dogs. dog yeah um lord what it was is like lord duffington's private reserve oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like the really fancy uh-huh. and then oh one of my favorites which i think it was actually yoko ono's birthday recently but it was um, yeah yeah it was That's single right. pump single plum floating in perfume served in a man's hat <laughs> which of course mo has right on hand ready yeah. to go yeah here you go um it's like i love that uh joke about the crowbar it reminds me of that Uh uh-huh you know like the way he can just produce something from behind the oh yeah um yeah and uh i feel like i should of course oh the flaming mo yeah right which i'm sure people have tried to make i've never tried (laughs) to make it i'm sure somewhere somewhere and it's pretty easy to find you can google it and somebody has you know devised something purple that you can set on fire (laughs) well I read I mean I don't I think there's more information about it in the commentary which I've never listened to but apparently it was sort of loosely based on this club in LA called the coconut teaser oh yeah I remember that I remember listening and I don't know if that means that they had a drink that was similar or just that they went from being you know kind of unpopular to rapidly popular I'm not sure what the connection is because I couldn't find a lot of info online. Well, it was the the name of the bar and the name of the drink. Were oh, the same. I see. You know, oh, okay. So that it that was makes like sense. Marketing for the bar. Yeah. Teaser spelled with an S and a Z, by the way. Oh, of course. Well, of course. Because <laughs> it was the you know the 80s. Now I see why it was so popular. Uh huh. But yeah, no. I mean, flaming drinks. Flaming mm. drinks. Uh, yeah. There's you know punch. Of course, the you know ill-fated dinner party when uh, that results in them going to the marriage retreat there's punch uh-huh oh uh-huh. yeah and actually f- isn't flanders the bartender in that scene was he no it was at the simpsons house oh that right that right right that was different yeah but there was another one where they went over to his rumpus room and he's oh. like i got a phd in mixology <laughs> yeah. like, although no maybe maybe it is that one now i feel embarrassed that i don't know oh, yeah no. I, he was like because that's the famous um, animation glitch oh. where he's doing an okay sign and his nose is missing. Oh, yeah. It's when he's like, just a little touch of creme de cassis for flavor. <laughs> maybe that was... Because uh, I think it, that was season two, right? So yeah. So that would kind of fit in. I think maybe that was uh-huh. it. 
um, that he was like volunteering to mix drinks at their party. Yeah, which is another similarly kind of out of character thing. Like, right? Yeah, like Homer, Homer would do it, like, and he would be the one to be so proud that he could mix a drink. Right. Um, yeah, and then the there isn't punch. There's just the bowl of oh, peanuts right, that right. Maud is trying to get. The peanuts lower down. The yeah. ones at the bottom. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, the punch, of course, is from season one. Right, right. Back to, oh, hey, yeah. Brother, I think there's some alcohol in this punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Favorite drunk moments? Do you have ones that we haven't mentioned? I mean, we've gone through a lot of them. There's Smithers getting drunk, uh, before he sees pardon my zinger and like when he's uh accused and he thinks he's guilty of shooting Mr. Burns oh, yeah. he goes on a bender. Uh-huh. Um so and drunk Smithers is quite pathetic, but they do a lot of funny stuff with him. Uh huh. Um like when he belches and cigarettes come out of his mouth. <laughs> oh <awful>. yeah. <laughs> um like yeah, in that moment when you see him waking up from his you know, whatever days long drunk. Yeah. Uh, like his apartment his looks like yeah. Barney's apartment. Right. Um, that's a pretty good one. I mean, it's not really an episode about drinking, but you know, obviously the, the Treehouse of horror that's based on the shining and he runs out of beer and you know, Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> like this is what happens to somebody. Like, I feel like I kind of think of that version of it more than I think of the shining version. Of oh, it. me too. You know, that's, Absolutely. It's, re- it's rewritten that, scene in my head for sure <laughs> <laughs> and Duffman of course yeah of course well Duffman is never drunk he's just right the sort of exactly he's like the the symbol yeah it's funny that you never see him drunk yeah maybe you see Barry Duffman on his off hours drunk right um I guess yeah that the the idea that he could be a high functioning drunk is not even really allowed for like it's not you don't yeah. get the sense of that. It's not like he's just, oh, yeah, really good at performing whilst, you know. That's right. Actually, oh, yeah. And I think um, in the Barbershop Quartet episode, is that the one where Aerosmith is there? Oh, no, that's Flaming Moe's. That's Flaming Moe's. Um, but there was supposed to be, the line was actually supposed to be like, oh, I'll give you free beer. And Aerosmith uh, requested that it be changed to pickled eggs. That was their... Oh, right, because right in the 90s when, like, Crazy and all of those came yeah. out, they were all in recovery. Like, those... Exactly. The album Kick is about them kicking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they... it's kind of a funnier joke anyways, but... Oh, it's way funnier. It's true. Yeah, I don't think guest stars cottoned very well to being drunk except for Rodney Dangerfield right <laughs> like that was totally fine <laughs> for him to be uh shown with a daiquiri in one hand all the time that mm-hmm. was totally fine um what about I mean Lisa and drinking does that ever happen Lisa I've, I'm thinking of the Christmas future episode where she gets drunk as an adult right um because they're home for Christmas you know and that's what you do um to deal with being in your comfort zone but also having to deal with your family mm-hmm. um and like she's up in the treehouse with Bart and she has a glass of wine and she's like you think I should have married Nelson you know um does she get drunk she is tripping on the right you know the uh, uh Selma's Choice episode oh yeah yeah and that's the, really uh, great. the pond water yeah 
Um, and that's, but that's totally different. Like that, she doesn't get sort of Well, I was belligerent. kind of, in that, along that vein, I was thinking of other things that Homer gets addicted to besides alcohol, which, you know, for example, Everything. That, <laughs> yeah, that hoagie in that episode, in Selma's oh, Choice. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is one of my favorite moments. <laughs> Me <laughs> When he's like, hurrah, and falls onto the <laughs> car horn. Um, but, you know, licking toads, um, rib witches. Yeah, like all kinds of things. Homer really, uh, I was going to say struggles, but he experiences addiction of pretty much everything that he mm-hmm. likes. Like there, he can't not be addicted to something if he really likes it. Right, <laughs> yeah. He's, he goes to excess with pretty much everything, like whether it's TV or... You know, his latest crazy harebrained ba- hair scheme, you know. Or the um, the sitcom that he discovers. This is oh, a yeah. recent episode where he was like, it was like the takeoff of Growing Pains. Mm. Thicker than waters. He had to watch all of the episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah, does Lisa, I, I kind of feel like there is a moment of child Lisa being drunk and like getting mad at somebody, but I can't think of where. Yeah. It's not like, it's not one that takes up a lot of space in the collective Simpsons consciousness, whatever it is. Maybe we're just having a Mandela effect moment. It didn't (laughs) actually happen. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that happens a lot. Um, Bart and Milhouse uh, going into the drunk simulator. Oh yeah. Oh Um, yeah. That's like a sort of gyroscope. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and Milhouse puts his arm around Bart and he's like, this guy right here, <laughs> this is the guy. <laughs> I always love that. Uh-huh. Also, the, the beer goggles at, at Duft Gardens when he puts them on and he's looking at um Oh, at Selma. At Selma. Yeah. yeah, and she looks like, I really like the way she looks there. She's yeah. She's like a, you know, saucy 40-year-old. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aunt Patty and Selma, they drink, but they never drink to excess really no not really i mean i guess they they have a girls night when um they make marge email Artie ziff right that time. right yeah they're having like you know blender drinks and mm-hmm. stuff but yeah they're it's they're a little tipsy but it's not embarrassing yeah they have their their limits yeah i mean barney is the one that is always, you know, kind of scapegoated as being the problem drinker. Uh-huh. But Homer is just as bad. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I would argue that Lenny and Carl are, too. You know, like, everyone who drinks in Springfield kind of has had a problem at one moment or another. Right. And some people are just high-functioning alcoholics. Right. And Mo, of course, is the is the enabler of all, yes. you know? Yes, yes, which is why he's kind of the devil of the series. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's kind of a funny moment in um, in Days of Wine and Doses when Homer sort of saves Barney from relapsing by drinking all the beer. You know, he drinks right, the whole yeah. six pack at once, which is his kind of noble effort to to remove the temptation from the environment. So his excess is Barney's, you know, sobriety. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Falls on his sword for him. Mm-hmm. Which for Homer, of course, is, you know, a pretty easy sacrifice to make. (laughs) The other, you know, giving it up would be a whole different, you know, that would be the real (laughs) commitment for Homer to make. And he does do it, you know, in Duffless that is, you know, demonstrates that he can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think that's, it's so beautiful that it ends with, if that's the only Simpsons episode you ever saw, you would believe that he just never drank again. Right. Um, and I, I just love that about it. You know, it's just, it's completely self-contained. Yeah. I guess that's about it. I feel like we've exhausted the topic, which is saying something because it's <laughs> kind of an endless topic. Yeah, but it is like, you know, it is sort of this kind of like, it's the backdrop of the show in a lot of ways. It is, and so, yeah. You know, it's like talking about the sky. <laughs> you can, you know, it's everywhere, but it gets old to talk about it after a while. Right. It's, you right. know, it's so omnipresent or, yeah. <laughs> well, Sasha, may all your scandals be uh, private. Um, <laughs> is it scandals or like... Uh, all your shame or something. I can't so, Yeah. Something like that. Um, I'm really, really glad that we were able to do this for two weeks. I know. Um, and uh, hopefully raise a few extra simoleons. Some bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you are listening and you want to pledge money to this show specifically, this podcast, um, just look at the podcast page. You can go there by going to wfmu.org slash playlists slash sy uh click on the black pledge banner at the top of the page um and that will check off all the boxes for you you can pledge any amount um i'll say again that 75 dollars or more to this show gets you my premium radio bart which you don't want to (laughs) miss And if you can just picture the gif of um, Burns and Smithers throwing money at each other, that's the image that, you know, maybe we can leave you with in terms of throw some money at WFMU. (laughs) Money fight. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Um, Yeah. Have a wonderful marathon, Sasha. Oh, you too. Yeah. And uh, listeners, I will be back with a normal podcast next week. Thank you for listening.